New Mishnah. We have a few Mishnahs today. Tiglach HaTatara. Tiglach HaTatara. Let's say a person finishes his Naziris. We're so busy talking about people who mess up the Naziris for once. Let's talk about someone who finishes it. They get through their whole, he or she, gets through their entire process, and now they come to get a haircut. Kate side. How do you do the haircut? Am I on the wrong page? 45? Yeah. 45A? This is right. Okay. What are you up to? No, I, I've got that. No, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. How do you do it? I am maybe Shalosh Behemos, Chatas Ola Lishlamim. We've seen that before. Um, I don't remember what the discussion was about then. Why did we bring, I mean, I know we brought the chatzah because you're a chote, and ola and a shlam. I think we talked about what was ma'akev for the carbon if you didn't bring one of them. Or if you became tame in the middle, in between them, or something like that. I think we talked about it. Okay, so you have three animals. You didn't bring them yet. You have three animals. Um, two, two sheep and a ram. Sheep for a chata, sheep for an olaf, and a ram for a shlamim, born Leonard. Vishokhid is a shlamim, and then you, you shech the shlamim. The ram, easy to discern which one's which, in that case. And then, what's alayhem? I guess you. Do you not do shkita? It says after sacrificing the shlamim. Right. So it's alayhem. Isn't the word Alihem plural upon them? I guess they're there. He saves us here after he slaughters them. After all three, after slaughtering all three, he shaves his hair. So I guess it's he a Machlokas art them. scroll in Koran? That can't be. Oh, okay. Because the plural Alihem upon them is right. presumably used because the term Shlamim. Shlamim is also plural. Okay. The Koran says you shaved all three? He would bring three animals, one for a son, right. one for a burn, and he slaughters the piece of, oh, he shaves the piece of, and shaves his hair after he slaughters them. What's the? What's the them? Oh, you have a note. Also, the shlamim is plural. So it sounds like he slaughters the shlamim and then he shaves his head. Right, so we got two other animals still. Right. Yeah, okay, Divir of Yehuda. I don't know. Interesting phrase. But Rabbi Elazar Omer, Lohe Megalech Ela Al Hachatas. Others apparently maintain differently. Animals are slaughtered in order. They didn't turn up first to sin, then the burn, finally the peace off. Hmm. They disagree. Let's see with the shave okay. okay, well, that's what we have here. Rabbi Elazar Omer. Rabbi Elazar says, Lohe Megalech Ela Al Hachatas. Shachatas Kodem Sochomakom. Rabbi Elazar says, the Chatas is first. I guess we'll get into the Gemara. So if you finally order ordering the Mishnah, then he's done all three. Right, Chathas Ola and Shlamim. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay. Im gilach al-achas mishlash dan yasta. If, im gilach, and if he took the haircut, regardless of if it was after the Shlamim or after the Chathas, it still works. Either way. I don't know why the Ola wasn't included also, but okay. It says achas mishlash dan. But, 
we never said anybody who said you can bring the Olaf first. I guess even that, even though it's unattributed, would be okay. Rabbi Shimon Gomel Omer, Hevi Shalosh Behemos, Velo Perish. Just bring three animals. Or if you did bring three animals, but you didn't specify which one was going for what. Well, two of them are a sheep, and only one of them is a ram. So I guess right. between the Chathas and Ola, I guess you'd have to uh, figure out which one's which, but then you can bring all of them regardless of what uh, specification they had. So he says that they're all only good for one animal because even though two of them are sheep, one has to be... Oh, one's male, one's female. That's right, that's right. I didn't, I didn't notice that before. Okay, so uh, I don't know what the Chiddush is. What's the Chiddush? You brought three animals, and you would think it doesn't work because he hasn't specified it. Normally, you'd have to specify it. But they're basically specified. You can only bring one for one. Well, you maybe, can't mix them up. Maybe I'm bringing this one as a voluntary shlumming, and I'm okay. attending this one as uh-huh. a shlumming. Maybe it's not for my Nazir stuff. For it's my Nazir stuff. Just coincidentally, I just went through the whole process of Nazir, and I want to bring in Nadava. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I get it. Okay. And he should do it at the opening of the Ohamo, which was important yesterday to determine what what halakhic status the person has, that he's allowed to go into the Machal at that point. When it says, Pesach Ohamoed, it doesn't say in relation to any carbon. What's the Pasuk there? It says the end of the Pasuk. Okay, I don't know. Okay, we're going to ignore the end of the Pasuk which explicitly mentions the Shlamim. Maybe the words don't exactly say it was already brought in the Pasuk. So uh, instead, we're going to make a parallel, or, or notice a parallel, between the phrasing of the Pasuk, Pesach Olamoed, and Pesach Olamoed by the Karvan Shlamim at the beginning of Sefer Vayikra. Let's read in a few weeks. It says the Gemara, Oh, Mamish. Is it referring to the Ohel, is it referring to the Shlamim by saying the words Pesach Olamoid, or is it just talking about the Pesach Olamoid? Why are we making it more complicated than it is? The Pasuk says Pesach Olamoid, maybe that's all, that, that, that's all it means. That he has to cut his hair at the entrance of the Olamoid. They had a little barber chair right at the entrance, and that's what they would do. So the says, Amar, im if he were to get his haircut at the entrance of the Olamoid, is that not disgraceful to the Nazir? Is it disgraceful to the Nazir? Is it disgraceful to the Kedusha? Uh-huh. Right. The, Probably that. They're using it as a barbershop. Yeah, but they're, they're doing that in the Olamoid anyway. You're saying it just looks bad? So what's the difference? You're going to do it at the entrance of the, of the Olamoid or inside the Olamoid? You do it outside the house. You're gonna do it inside the house. What's more? What's more disrespectful? Just because people are gonna see it? I don't know. Uh, 
Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Derek Bizayon. Maybe. When we say Oma, we refer to the Hechal. Could you do this haircut out, out in, inside of the main part of the Azar? Is that what it's talking about? Okay, when we say Pesach Olamale, what's it referring to? Pesach Olamale is the, the door. The door, the door of? The, the tent. The whole thing. Right. The entrance up to Mishkan. Okay. I was thinking that maybe Olamale meant the Hechal, or even the Kodesh HaGadashim. So I don't know. Rabbi Yoshia Omer, Enotar. Rabbi Yoshia says, we don't need, we don't need that. I, I, think, this would be, I think in the temple, this would be the, the, the doorway to the inner courtyard. So into the Hechal. From the Azar into the Hechal, by the, the steps. into the Hechal. By the steps. So maybe that, maybe you would generally be able to take your haircut in the Azara, and this is saying, you know, it would be disrespectful to do it right in front of the Hecha. Maybe. I don't know. Rabbi Yoshi, Rabbi Yoshi says, we don't need to, uh, we don't need to pro- prohibit doing things at the entrance of the Oamoid, because we could say the following. You should not Take steps upon the mizbeach, meaning you have a ramp instead of steps. And the reason for that is because, oh, I hear what you're saying. You don't have to. You don't have to sort of propose. Maybe that's a bizayon, and therefore we should we should hold differently. No, we have a pasuk that tells us you can't do anything which is disrespectful, and that's from the words losal b'malus mizbechi. You don't have to. Uh, you know, conjecture that maybe it would be disrespectful. No, of course it would be disrespectful. Now, I, I don't know. I would think, I would think that the, uh, the exposure of any hidden organs would be more disrespectful than getting a haircut. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. What we, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for me it would be. I don't know how we classify things, and especially in ancient times where maybe they had very different standards of clothing. You know, which one would be more, more disrespectful? A Kohen wearing a robe who would become somewhat exposed, not even fully exposed, but somewhat exposed as he walks up steps, or taking a haircut? I would think that... I guess that's true. I don't know. Kavachomer l'derkli. There is still a mechitza, sort of. There's kavachomer l'derkli, Zion. All the more so, so that's why it's the Kavachomer, I don't see it, but all the more so, when you would do a haircut next to the Ohamoid, which could be the Heichal, as David proposed, um, oh, interesting, okay, so here in a, in a, in a footnote it says that maybe the Kavachomer is that the haircut is not really uh, Avoda. It's something that you have to do, but it's not Navodas HaKodesh. As opposed to the Mizbeach, we have more leeway for somebody to walk up the Mizbeach with an animal to bring it on a karba, as a carbon than someone who's just getting haircut. Like, you're just, you're just doing your mundane matters in the, in the Hecha, or next to the Hecha. Alright. Nusach Acher, the Midrash Parshas Naso, is that, do you have that word? 
Do you have those words in yeah. the Bemedrish Parsha Nasa? What is that referring to? I don't know if I've ever seen the Gemara refer to the Medrash with with a citation. Oh, you have a Sifri. I thought it was Medrash Rabbah. It could be in both. Oh, well, there is overlap. There is definitely overlap. I just don't know uh, why there would be such a Exclusion. It could say both. But Parsha's Nasa, is the Sifri broken down by Parsha? I guess it probably is. It, it, it is on the Parsha. It follows the Parsha. It follows the Parsha. It goes Pasuk by Pasuk? Because here it's like... I don't know that it goes Pasuk by uh-huh. Pasuk, but it's, I don't know that it deals with every Pasuk. But it right. Goes. So he says the citation is obviously not part of the Gemara, but a student's gloss that was erroneously inserted into the text. Erroneously? It does not appear in all editions of the Gemara. It uh-huh. was doing so. The graduates. Okay, that's why it's in pre- or brackets. Okay, I don't know if erroneous would be a, the relevant word there. It's not, I mean, it's not part of the Gemara, but it's not erroneous. I, can, I, I like to know. Erroneously inserted. Yeah, right, I guess. It's on page, it's on page 242. 242 of something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the pagination of the Medrash. Like, who's, like who's Medrash? No, like when you have 242, that means you're referring to a publisher, right? Anytime that you say the page number, you have to give the publisher name so that we get the right the literal book, except for the Gemara. Cause it, but the Gemara didn't never knew those pages. So here we're implying that the Medrash had pages at the time of whoever. You don't know who, what, what student that was that made that note. It is striking to me that there would be such a citation in the Gemara. So I have, makes sense. I have parentheses inside brackets, so it could be that the parentheses uh-huh. with the page number was added Later. separately from the right. other brackets. Yeah, yeah. All right. We have the uh, the page numbers and parentheses. Yeah. All right. I just find that I don't think I've ever seen that. Vigila uh, Hanazir. The pasuk says Vigila Hanazir. Rabbi Yoshia Omer B'Shlamagas Medaber. Uh, and then it says the same sort of phrase, oh, Eno, oh, Eno, or maybe it's not referring to Islamin, but rather just Pesach al-Moed. Okay, same type of thing, although interestingly, it starts with different words, a Vigila Hanazir, as opposed to Pesach al-Moed. But I guess uh, somehow the Tiglachas is connected to the Shlamin. In some other way, I don't know. Very, the, the first Bryce that we quoted said that the Pesach HaMoed at least had a textual juxtaposition to a Shlomim Pesach. Ushchatel Pesach HaMoed, right? The Shlomim by the Baikra. Here, there's no proof to the fact that it's referring to a Shlomim. So I don't know for sure, but interesting. Rabbi Yitzchak Gomer Enotar, Rabbi says, you don't need a Drasha, you don't need a Svara to teach you that Getting a haircut next to the Olam Oe is a problem. It's disgraceful. It says, take the hair of the head of the Nazir and put it on the fire underneath the Shlomim. Or that will be underneath the Shlomim, depending if you gave it already, depending on the two opinions in the Mishnah. But Misha'enu Mechusar Elo Likicha Unisina. That's referring only to someone who's not missing anything else. Um, you 
you don't have to do any other action. Yatzazeh, to the exclusion of this guy, who is cutting his hair at the entrance of the Oamoed, Shehu Mechusar Lekich Ahva Unasina. He also has to bring out the Karbanos, is that what it's saying? Oh, Hava, if he were, interesting, okay. I don't know about this dress either, but um, if he were still required to bring a Shlomim, so then he would, and he would be getting the haircut at the entrance of the Ohamoid, which let's assume is the entrance of the Heichal for now, so he's got to get his haircut. Not only does he take the hair and put it on the Mizbeach, but he takes the hair, he has to walk it over to the, to the Mizbeach and then put it on. I think that's what it's saying. I don't know what else you can do, though. So the Pasuk says, and then Vinasan, as if to say, you're right there. Does that mean you get the haircut right next to the Mizbeach? Well, that's a problem because only the coin is allowed to go up to the Mizbeach. Right, the Mizbeach from the... You're right, you can't go in the Heichal. You can't go in, that's why it says Pesach Omoe, because you can't go in. So I don't know, what does this mean? Oh, they would burn it in the Lishkas Hanazirim. They wouldn't burn it on the Mizbeach. But it says Tachas Eva It was burned under the part of the Shlomim that was going to be eaten. Oh, really? Okay, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Okay. So, so where is that? Do we know? One of the lishkas on the on the sides, I assume. Um, yeah, it says the shlamim was cooked in the nazirim's cherimber, which was located in the southeast corner of the temple courtyard, far away from the right. The Ezra's mashim. Far away from the entrance of the sanctuary. Right, right. Interesting. If the head shaving were to be performed at the entrance of the right. sanctuary, you'd have to walk it over. To place the hair under the shlamim, it would not be sufficient to take the hair and place it. One would have to do the additional right. activity of bringing it to the... Okay, so then that's even more proof to what David was saying, that it's by the, by the Heichal. Yeah. Because if it's on the southeast corner, so then you're right there, yeah. right next to the old Pesach HaMoy, Pesach HaMishkan or whatever, Pesach HaMikdash. Um, okay, interesting, learning a lot here. So um, so you, you get your haircut, I assume this means you get your haircut by the southeast corner of the, of the Azara then. Right. In order to do the way, right there. The way the, the Rambam interprets this is that the reference to the... Um, um, Lishka? No, you can only when, once the entrance is open, not when the entrance is closed. So, I mean, that's... Oh, you mean Pesach? Oh, that's an interesting gesture. Pesach, you sort of like you can see into the Heichal type of thing. We have other instances of that. By the Paraduma, you make you do the carbon on on those mountains on the back side of by East Jerusalem. What's that Har Har Hazasim Har Har Hazasim? Har Hazasim, yeah. There's another one over there. What's the other one? Hazasim and Har Sofim. So I don't know which one it is. It might be like in between them. I think it's Har Sofim is called that because of the mikdash. So anyway, so I think you do the paraduma on that mountain, but when you do it you have to be able to look right through into the base into the Kodesh Kadashim if I remember. You remember this halacha? Anyway, so, so it's a reminiscent of that. He can only shave during those hours when the entrance to the sanctuary is open. Okay, interesting. I don't think we've talked about what time you can do the haircut, but now we know the place. 
Alternatively, Oh, that's more explicit. We just started with that. The place that you're going to actually burn it, that's where you're going to actually get the haircut. But the rush points, he says, the rush points out that there's a problem with this argument. Since we don't have a scriptural source requiring the shlamim to be cooked in the Nazir's chamber, perhaps the shlamim could be cooked at the entrance to the sanctuary and the head shaving could be mm-hmm. there. One cannot argue that cooking the meat at the entrance to the sanctuary would be disrespectful. Uh, uh-huh. If we, Tosfos, um, however, explains that since it's permissible to eat the meat of the shlamim anywhere in Yerushalayim, mm-hmm. it follows that the meat could be cooked anywhere in the city. Mm-hmm. And therefore, mm-hmm. how can you say that the Nazar has to shave his head at the entrance of the sanctuary? Tosfos and Amidus. Uh huh. All right. It does say in the Pesach that you have to get the haircut there. It doesn't say you have to burn it there, but... Once you say, And you say, That means you can't go anywhere. So then you're stuck at the Pesach. So I don't know what those is. That's looking at those more. That's an interesting name. Abachanan. Omer Mishim Rabbi Eliezer. And we go, oh, that's the Rambam that you were quoting before. Um, it has to be open. If it's too early in the morning, you have to wait till they're open. And I, I assume that means not at night either. But they would open right at crack of dawn, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I don't know. Uh, it wouldn't be you bokeh. Could, you might have thought that you could shave even before dawn, so that way you're already... Right, yeah. right. Which you couldn't do until they brought the tummit, couldn't you? Right. You can't bring carbonus before the tummit. So I don't know. I guess you want to just you, you got to get to work or something. So here, I'll, here's my hair. You it's take the, it. It's for the early minion. Yeah, exactly. It's the early minion nazir. Uh, Rabbi Shimon Shazuri Omer, also an interesting name, but we've seen it before. Rabbi Shimon Shazuri Omer, Vigila Chanazer Pesach Lamoet, Velo Nazira. Ooh. The male nazir does it, not female nazir. Shem Yisgaruba Pirche Kahuna. Oh come on. Maybe the kids are going to make fun of her. Is that what it says? Does a round priest, like young Kohanim, will become aroused by heroin? Aroused. Yisgaru is an interesting word. Okay. So I thought Yisgaru meant, you know, making fun, but you're saying it means aroused. What do we know the word Yisgaru from? I think I might be thinking of Yisgaru. Gaar is to make fun. But what's Yisgaru? I don't know that word. All right. There you go. Next thing so. Yeah, the show. Gil missed his, uh, <laughs> he missed his cue. <laughs> Obviously, the Sota says, She is un, un, unfurling her hair in the middle of the Azara. But we never say such a thing. That's a Pasuk. So the girl, the, the girl who's a, uh, who, who's a, naz, a nazira, she'll wear makeup, and therefore what? So just say she can't wear her makeup. Just uh, oh, you right, right. We ended up at mixed dance. 
You missed I it. You. <laughs> <laughs> We're saying that the the nazira, the female nazir, should not get her haircut in the azara because it's going to arouse the younger kohanim. It's going to arouse young kohanim. So then we said, well, what's the difference with her to sota? So we just said that a sota is not wearing makeup, whereas she would be wearing makeup. And as Aaron astutely pointed out, tell her not to wear makeup. What's going on here? What are you so? Uh, do women have to wear makeup all the time? We have no conclusion. We don't say anything, yeah. We just accept it as fact and move yeah. on. Yeah, girls gotta wear, wear makeup. Yeah, so girl, Gamar has nothing to say. We don't say which one we accept. No, we don't. No, we don't. All right. It is interesting. Says the Mishnah. Don't say that's a true yeah, exactly. I'm thinking maybe there was like a woman secretary in the room and they're like, okay, don't say anything. It's going to be a set of us. I don't know. Says the Mishnah. It's a, yeah. Yeah. There's obviously a difference between the Nizira and the Sosa, by the way, in terms of who's more, uh, you know, uh, in a more dire situation. But um, you take the hair of the Nazir and you would send it or put it on the fire. Mishalech is an interesting word there. We just said, cast it. Okay. Mishalech takhs hadud. The dude. Right. There's, nowadays there's a dude shemesh in Israel, right? That's your uh, hot water urn, hot water tank, whatever. It means like a kettle. Okay. <laughs> you turn on the dude, right? And if you took a haircut outside in your then you would not put it underneath, but you would still be able to do that. It's, I mean, it says that almost almost as if that's okay. I guess that's where Tosus is coming from. Didn't we just spend all this time I know. Talking about exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but if you do it outside of your shalim, then whatever. Yeah, so I think but it just means if you're going to yeah, do it, right? It. Yeah, it's just an interesting thing that we would even allow it. The pasuk says to do it. That's the moed. Bamed varamorim b'tiglachas hatara v'b'tiglachas hatuma lo hemish lefasadut. When you bring it because you broke your uh, naziris and you have to get a haircut because of it, uh, because of, because of the tuma, so then you would not put the hair underneath the, the carbon, which is an asham, not a shlamim. Because uh, mm-hmm. there is no such thing, no pasuk. Rabbi Meir Omer Hakol Meshalchim Tachas Adur Chutz Min Hatameshem Din Bilvad says Rabbi Meir. I guess there are really four potential uh, situations: the person who is tahor in the mikdash, tahor out of Yerushalayim, and then the tame in the mikdash and tame outside Yerushalayim. So Rabbi, you could be pesach on Moed or something. So the so Rabbi Meir is saying. Uh, Rabbi Meir is saying that everyone puts their hair underneath the carbon. I don't know what carbon. I assume it's the asham, but uh, I don't know if there is a shlamin for a tamei nazir. But um, but no, if the, no, he says that the the tamei nazir brings uh, asham and chatas. Right. But I'm saying. That would be a, so which one would you bring? I assume it's the asham, but he doesn't say anything. Rabbi Meir says that everybody would bring it. On, with their carbon, either the shlamin for the ta, the tahor or for the, uh, or, or, or the ashram for the tameh. But, um, but unless you did your haircut outside of your shalim. Says the Gemara, no tel sarosh nizro. no tel es harotev. This is the gravy. Is that what that means in this content? The gravy of the shlamin. This is getting pretty graphic now. 
you're taking the gravy and you're pouring it onto the hair of the Nazir. This, you know, uh, I, I'm expecting toil, toil, what's that phrase? Toil and trouble, whatever. Um, so also, you, you pour the gravy on and then you put it in the pot. Under, yeah. under the pot. Under the pot. Okay. I don't know what the, the, the situation of the meat is, but Vim Shilach Takas Hadut Shalchatas of the Asham Yatsa. Yatsa what? Are we saying that you're ma that he's discharged his obligation. Meaning you would not discharge your obligation if the hair is not underneath it? This it makes it sound like you need to do that in order to be Yotse. Well I think I mean I, I think what it's saying is you're supposed to do it uh, under the shaman, right? But then it says if you do it beneath the chatas or the asham, you're still okay, right? But, but we just said, we just said if you don't do it at all, you'd be fine for the for the I got at least for the one outside of your shaman. Maybe we're going to say that someone who did their haircut inside of your shaman, inside the mikdash has to do it, um, or else it doesn't work. Maybe asham benazir tower meika, and obviously when it says the word asham, it's referring to someone who's tummy, not someone who's tower. Amar um, Rabbi Kamar benazir tummy mishalaya. Um, meaning in the situation of the Nazir Tame, if they put it under the Ashmi Yotse, what's the other alternative? Yotse what? I guess you would you could say that it's a Nazir Tame according to Rebbe Meir. Not according to the Tanakama, but according to Rabbi Meir, maybe the, the Nazir Tami would be required to put it under the Asham. But if you don't, you're not Yosei. I guess that's what it means. Says Gemara Minahan Emili, how do we know that you put the gravy on top of the hair before you throw the hair uh, underneath? Mizivcho Yehetach. Okay, it's an interesting drasha. Asher Tachas Zevach Hashlamin means I don't know how they say the word. The word Zevach could be extra, and they're just darshing it that way. Yeah, that's what it says. The word Zevach is extra. Yeah. Shilach Tachas Adut Shel The price says you put it under the Chatas. I assume this also means for the sake of the uh, the Nazir Tame, just because we had said that same phrase. Ashim or Khatas, but you bring in a Khatas for the Tar also. So my time I'm recording Zevach Rabbah's Khatas Fashim. We just used it twice. Vaha Pikseh, Lahai Zevach Meirotas. You can't use it twice. Zevach can either teach you about the gravy or it can teach you about the Khatas, but it can't teach you both. So Imkrainli Makra Meirotas Hashlamim, my Zevach Shlamil Rabbah's Khatas Fashim. So it's the context of, this, of the word Zevach, not the specific word. Rotev, it gets more inclusive. I don't know. Why don't we say the word Zevach teaches you Lechatas Ve'asham and doesn't tell us anything about nothing about the gravy. So it's got to be something of the Shlamim, meaning the gravy. All right. Tanar Abanan. Hakol. Hayumashach and Tachas Hadud. What is that? Hakol. Oh, all of the Nazirs, regardless of if they were Tahu or Tameh, regardless if they're in or outside the base of Mikdash, outside of Yerushalayim, 
This is even more lenient than Rebbe Meir, or more uh, obligatory. That is Rebbe Meir. We never said that he had to bury it, but that's what he's saying here in the Brisa. I don't exactly know where you would bury it, but... And I don't know why he says that, but... Rabbi Yehuda Amar Tehorim. He says it because he says the general rule that anything that's Usr Ba'ana, you have to get rid of. And hair is Usr Ba'ana? And this hair? Hair than others. Uh-huh. Okay. Rabbi Yehuda Amar Kan V'Kan. Hayim Ashachin, Tameim, Kan V'Kan, Loim Ashachin. That's the uh, the Tanakam of our Mishnah. V'achachamim Omrim, Hakol Lo Hayim Ashachin, Tachat Adud, Chus Min, Tahor Sheba Mikdash. And V'achachamim say, only that which is Tahor and in the Mikdash gets put under the fire. Um, which aligns with what we said earlier in the daf that you don't bring the hair anywhere, right? The, the Rebbe Yehuda's opinion is that even if you would bring it outside Yerushalayim, you'd bring it to the mikdash and then you'd put it under the shlamim, which does not which does not compute with the nasa the lakaf drash that we said earlier. So, uh, so at least here we're consistent with that by the chachamim that only the tahor that is actually getting his haircut in the mikdash that's the one who does it in the uh, who, who brings it under the shlamim uh, for the for fuel? All right. Uh, how does hair burn? Does it burn well? No, it grows. Oh,